Hello and welcome to the F1 101 podcast. We are Brandon and Olivia. And uh, all right, Brandon, it's the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen was the winner, then not the winner, then turns out he is the winner. You mean the champion. Winner and champion. First of all, I mean... Before winner we, and champion. Before we get into any... Of, definitely the winner. Definitely the winner. Turned out to be the champion. That part wasn't <laughs> necessarily obvious. When he crossed the we got, we got finish there. line, we, we got get there. Into champion, and you know, obviously, well deserved the imperious season. Another wet, two wet races in a row, and I have some complaining to do about that. But can I say that I don't know if it's the FIA needs to be more internally clear, or just the broadcasters need to better understand what the rules are about awarding points for races that don't finish the full amount of, you know, traditionally allotted laps. But it's kind of inexcusable that when he's crossed the line, we don't have any idea, like, okay, is this a half-point situation? Is this a full point? Is, they didn't even know if it was his last lap or if there was one more. They were like, oh, yeah. oh, I guess it's one more lap. And then all of a sudden, everyone's getting the checkered flag. Oh, okay, no, I guess I guess these, uh, I guess that was it. And those are their finishing positions. This like, was a major whoopsie <laughs> on on all parties. Every, no one really sort of knew exactly what was going on. There was a one hand on the wheel situation. There was another major whoopsie that we don't need to linger too long on, but. Uh, the thing about Pierre Gasly with passing by unbeknownst to him in yeah. almost zero visibility and there's uh, one of those tractors that removes the yes. you know beached cars. I don't know if it was on the gravel, but essentially right next to the road. He had no idea it was there. That's how Jewel Bianchi died eight years ago. Is that this track or at Monza was one of those two? I think it was at Monza. Okay. But I don't know why I think that. I... I, I I'm not the expert on them. Anyway, all the drivers were furious. Obviously, you know, Gasly was unharmed except extremely angry. But that that can't happen. You know, you run into the, one of those mega tractors. Though That's not like a, a wall, you know, a tire barrier or something that has some give. That's like, that's a fatality waiting to happen. And especially in condition, he had no idea it was there. He can't really see. He didn't know what it was until he was past it. Right. So that's and he's been extremely awful. vocal about that, not just post race interview during like what afterwards, but he's been on the socials, he's been really making a hard stance. Like, I am glad to be here. I'm calling all my loved ones today. You should be everyone should be grateful they're alive right now. This the fact that this was happening, the fact that this this train crack tractor, whatever the memes or whatever are, are calling it that the fact that it was there was, was pretty reprehensible. Thankfully, uh, all the other drivers seemed to pile on and kind of amplify that message. But I wouldn't be surprised at, at that one. If that's one where you, you get back to the pits and you don't even finish the race, but you get right out and you run right into the steward's office and just, you know, tear them a new one, basically. It's, it's really that level of severity that... Um, Speaking of the steward's office. Okay. All right. So I don't want to get into... You've mentioned two wet races. Last, last time out, Singapore, Checo had some reprimands and then some time penalties given. So he was sort of 
wasn't giving enough time, like distance behind the safety car, and he was. He went to the what got to go to the steward's office, got to make his case. Right. Against it, in this race today, a decision was made quickly. Probably, we're everyone's pretty grateful for that. It wasn't like yeah, another, reasonably like, quickly with Leclerc's penalty. Yeah. But there was no. Leclerc wasn't given the same grace to then defend himself or to be able to have it to speak to the, the stewards. I, whether the decision would hold or not hold, that little discrepancy de- definitely can read as favorability. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of people are latching onto that. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Olivia's more uh, F1 online than I am, but I, I rely on her to... F1 is also a very me, emotional sport. In. And you can't, if, you, if you want some emotions... Check. Yeah, Twitter's a great place, great place for that. All right, so I'm I'm there's a bunch of different entry points and things to talk about this race, but can I just really want to start off with Max is world champion. How do you feel about this? Happy, sad, neutral? I'm happy, totally well deserved. I'm kind of actually happy that it didn't drag out for another race. Like this the this ending has been inevitable mm. for some time. It's not like exciting. It, you know, the um the battle for the championship has been over for at least, oh God, four or five races. It's felt that way. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I, I was sort of done waiting for Max to be crowned champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, full credit, and it, it's, it was a great season for him, but I feel good, good for him doing it uh, in on a great track and, you know, with all the Honda people there who was sort of, you know, part of this journey for the last couple of years for them and, and perhaps part of their future we'll we'll see yeah uh was a nice way to do it and it also lets us just kind of move on to other plot lines do you feel like which you i'm interested yeah totally I, I definitely feel like this the world championship is wrapped up but there's still so much season left to go yeah and maybe um in a couple of minutes we can talk about what you know, with the championship decided what's what's in it to kind of watch and to root for and what are sort of the stakes that are still at play yeah. because I think there's a, a few things that are, are still pretty interesting. I definitely want to check in on that, but I think out of all of the noise around this race and around the FIA calls and the quarter points to half points to the eventually full points given that the confusion around it, I think what's really missing is that the person who should be upset the most is probably Max Verstappen, who was almost 30 seconds clear of Leclerc after like a, the, the sh- one of the shortest races in his history mm-hmm. and managed to completely dominate in this race, has been just, you know, and like you said, an inevitable world champion. And yet none of that, he's, again, he's kind of not given the credit he deserves. Do you think that? Or am I just sort of reading into I mean, a I lot think... of the hubbub? I think there's just a lot of other talking points in this race in addition to him being crowned champion. And part of that is because it has seemed like a foregone conclusion for like a month now. Um, That, you know, people are making a little more space for other stories in the coverage. But... uh, I will say, I don't want to... it's It's still full credit. I don't want to like read in or project on anything. Because he seems perfectly happy to do whatever. He's like, all right. If it wasn't this one, it was next one. I don't need, I don't need a to be in the record book in this way. Like yeah. I'm just here to do my race every Although, week and do my job. And he's done it really well. Speaking of the record book, just real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but 
he joins a class of only Schumacher, who did it twice, and then Vettel, who did it once, of drivers to wrap up the championship with four more races to go. Right. So it's a great season. Incredible season, which is why I would be a little bit, I would feel a little bit more upset that people are not recognizing that accomplishment. I think they are in an overall way. It's just this particular race was kind of a funky one, and there's some other things to process, I guess. Um, okay, I'll put it this way. Full credit to his racing abilities and team strategies and all the sort of components that come together to not just win a race, not just win a couple of them, but to do so well overall throughout the season that, you know, he is, as you say, elevated into this super class yeah. of dominance in this way. But then also, I want to give full credit to him taking this one on the chin. He's No one's really given the, the, the parade and the big feeling and like you on the radio you did it you are the champion that feeling that everyone is driving toward it isn't the like oh by the way you got champion that's how people are in this for that's not the passion that drives fans or drivers that's the thing that creates you want to know you're winning the whimper it was it was terrible you want to know you're winning the championship when you cross the finish line not to be told by the steward oh someone got a penalty and now you're but I will also add, it seemed somewhat fitting that Max' championship was also dependent on a little bit of a Ferrari slip-up. Mm-hmm. That also seems Theme to be, of the year. Yeah, the theme, everything is really just ex- happening exactly as it should in some way, in some universe. Let's say a couple things about this race. Not a lot to talk about. Well, let me make an overall point. We didn't manage to pod last week after Singapore, just a lot of craziness. But with two East Asian races in a row you know luck of the time zone we're waking up the next day dvring these basically and with two rain races it's just so much it's been so much fast forwarding you know it's all we're doing fast forwarding through delays to the start through red flag periods sometimes through the safety car period olivia and i have also been going back and watching some races in the archive when we had the luck of watching a few wet races lately which can be exciting because they're so unpredictable and people flying off the track and you can never take your position for granted. But it's like, I think we're both just really sick of safety cars, Over delayed starts, it. and just races that are like, you know, yeah, crazy, but like, it's like they're playing on a slip and slide or something. You know what I don't like about this, the rain races that I, that I used to think I liked about them? That there was this myth that the rain made, you know, brought the true drivers out. Like it really, like, you know, separated the men from the boys. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just, it creates a whole lot of randomness. And that kind of uh-huh. is, can be refreshing, I guess. You know, we see Latifi scoring his first points of the season. Respect. That's an interesting little thing. I mean, he's followed Vettel into the pits to pit again on Inters early. Okay. You know, it begs the question why is there the. The rule to have to be on wets after a safety car when you can use enters. I mean that, you know, I'm not maybe the person to get into that, but that does it questions that rule a little bit. But I don't, I don't think there actually is a lot of 
I don't know if the great racing is on is on the wet races. I mean, I'm feeling a little bit less. There probably are some examples of you know her, there are examples of heroic rain performances, but uh, yeah, it's just it's too too much of that, and we I think we both want one that's one by great overtakes on the dry, great strategy, you know, kind of the the normal the normal thing, and less in, interruption. Yeah. Let's talk about, there's not a ton to talk about. There are a few highlights from today's race and notable drivers. And I want to start with the start. Uh, Leclerc essentially beat Max off the line. I mean, not dramatically, but a little bit. And seemed like he was going to go first into turn one. And then I just think, you know, Max didn't have a lot to do really after turn one. But his refusal mm. to let Leclerc into the lead and for him to break so late so as to you know basically overtake him into turn one on the wet where they didn't have a great feel for you know where the grip was yet at that speed uh, is super bold and impressive he's just like you you're not gonna get out of this first sequence of first two corners ahead of me I'm just it's not gonna happen yeah, I like the word refusal because it you felt that you saw you saw that you knew exactly that he was like there's no way that someone's gonna take this. Yeah, and there's something interesting about watching Max race because you do you sort of take on a little bit of that persona that like there's yeah there's no way that confidence that like bravado and right you do get to really put your your weight behind him and support mm-hmm. him because you know that he's going to do what it takes to win. There's, I've noticed a couple of different instances where, like, Leclerc always would give it up at some point. Mm-hmm. He would just let it go. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not even talking about just a total forced error in, like, the French Grand Prix. Like, there was just times where mm-hmm. the person who's really, really going to deserve that place is going to take that. Yeah. And I think that that kind of, you know, heroicism... Mm-hmm. It's just it's so beautiful to watch. Mm. That's what you know. You you watch a sport hoping that greatness will come out of it. Yeah. And I it's that moment for especially in that refusal, which is like that a great example of greatness. Mm. So I, I maybe I'm responding a little bit too much because yeah. I've been seeing a lot of Max Verstappen hate, even on my, our own social. We got a bunch of people commenting about how this is a lie and how this is a farce and how this what? is ridiculous and all that. So maybe uh, I'm, de- I'm defending a little bit, I'm putting a little bit too much foot to the, on the pedal in, um, in support of Verstappen, but I feel like I, I couldn't be honest if I didn't say this wasn't completely deserved and I am, I'm overjoyed that this is the, cool. the result. Uh, all right, y- next highlight. Next highlight. Um, one of the most entertaining things to watch was the Ocon-Lewis battle, mm. uh, positions four and five, respectively. And it was, you know, it didn't come off. There was no DRS. And Lewis couldn't manage to get around him, not for lack of trying. But that was entertaining to watch. And you got to give a lot of props to Ocon for keeping him back. I mean, with DRS, I think it would have been a different story. In the dry, it probably would have been different. That Mercedes um, was fast enough through the twisty stuff that Lewis could always pull right behind him. Mm. But 
in Suzuka, all the moments where you can really pass are uh, on the straights or at the end of the straights, like um, into that last chicane or then into turn one at the end of the start-finish straight. And that Alpine was just so fast on the straights that Lewis could come out of the turn like close enough to make the move, but then when it was game time, the Alpine was pulling a gap. Yeah. Not a huge one, but, you know, it. so the overtake was never really on. But still, that required a lot of focus for and concentration and defense from Ocon. And so credit to him. And fourth, that's got to be his best result of the season. I think he's maybe yeah. had a fifth-place finish or two. Um, but that's also a great finish for Alpine, who kind of had a nightmare last week with both their engines uh, blowing up or whatever. Um, Fernando was going to probably finish P5 or so and have a great race. And McLaren finishes 4 and 5. No points for Alpine. So McLaren pulls ahead in the constructors. And now it's like the next week and it's a reverse scenario with uh, both Alpines in the points and pretty strong points at 4 and 7. And I guess Lando did get one point at 10 and Ricardo was 11, but they pulled back ahead by like 13 points in the constructors. So that remains, you know, we're talking about things to watch going forward. That remains a live back and forth battle for, for P4. That's, I think, super interesting. Yeah. All right. Other highlights? Uh. Not so much highlights as much as just props. Seb in six, you know, there's a lot of like Seb farewell positivity vibes and he'll feel great about that finish. Also, Aston Martin has sneakily pulled into seventh. They pulled ahead of AlphaTauri, ahead of Haas, and they're only like seven points behind Alfa Romeo, who get this, Alfa Romeo scored 51 points in like the first... uh, nine or ten races and have scored one point in the last ten yeah it's like they just fell right off a cliff no botas is literally ghosting where or where every where race he? i forget that he's on the grid yeah like without fail every and, single and race. he and he came out of the gates doing awesome so yeah they're just if 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 aston martin's you know relatively strong form continues they can finish sixth which, given that they were spending a lot of this season in ninth, yeah, is a pretty big turnaround. That's a good sort of. So that's another one to watch. Them. Yeah. Um, speaking of Seb, that battle between Sebastian and Alonso, mm-hmm. it's that's that's going to be one on replay for a while. Cool. So, if you remember, we'll spin out. He and then pitting Sebastian Vettel was last place, pretty close to the beginning of this race. And then with red flags and safety cars was like kind of stuck in the back. Yeah. And couldn't make a lot of moves up. And then as he was making his way, got up to P6 and then held on by a hair. I mean, I don't, I think it was like one, one thousandths of a second separated the two of them right to the very, very end of the line. Wow. Um, I saw some, some great video of it and it's, it's just really exciting to see the two of them like alongside each other it's yeah it's one of those things i haven't where, seen that i need to i need to to go look at that where you look at that and you're like wow that's really close and that's like awesome but then you you think reflect back on all of the years you you know you just rewind back 
three, five, six, you know, you keep on going back and you think, see those two together and you sort of, it ends in this kind of moment. It feels, you feel all of the history of that and all the friendships and all of the competition and all of the drive and all, all right. the love. And it's, Olivia's feeling sentimental. We love it. I know. It. I mean, maybe I'm just tired because we did wake up <laughs> early to watch the race. So I'm just, I'm just sleepy. Uh, but it was, it was lovely to see. And I think it's, also those moments that cut through it's that little palate cleansers that cut through like all of the yeah. the gunk and of the controversies and things it's it's good to have for fans to lock in on something positive another little positive note for a driver who's not gotten a lot of love on this pod or anywhere else but latifi you know sure he doesn't do this in a dry race but still good on him he finishes ninth two points uh, something to feel good about it does not change our assessment that, you know, it's William should move off of him and F1, you know, is better served, fans are better served by getting someone else a, a chance. Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't, you know, wish him well and aren't happy that, you know, for him to have a little something positive kind of on his way out. It's a little feather I can keep in his cap this one. Absolutely. Hold on those two points dearly, never let him go. Anyone else you want to shout out today, Olivia? Um, I feel like I really want to to just throw some love at Leclerc because I remember I don't know where I where I heard this. I can't remember where I heard this, but he was asking on the radio to pit for Inters earlier. Mm-hmm. He ended up following Verstappen, so they did. So there was no under overcuts. Um, but he, if he potentially could have won if he had gone out earlier or maybe had a very more secure second place i to give an interview and congratulations to your rival in such a very classy and and very he's a classy guy for sure i could just imagine that underneath there must be there must be a ton of sadness there a ton of frustration it's been a bummer because he's had a phenomenal season in so many ways i mean Mm. I think he's still significantly ahead of Max in in pole positions earned, which oh yeah, you know speaks to his incredible talent. Uh, he, and he y- gave up the championship. He got a penalty. He didn't get to do strategy as he wanted, and he lost second place. I mean, he's still it's not over. It just seems like every but that's that's a lot of little things to pile up on you as you're getting on the plane and heading over to. It's just kind Austin. of been one bummer for another for him at least since France when he crashed out of the lead, and that's where you know there was there was bad luck and bad strategy before that, but that's where the plot just kind of tumbled inexorably downhill for him even though he managed you know got some other pole positions along the way but it's just, it's just a bummer that he's gonna leave this season with a lot of bad feeling even though it was a really impressive season for him in a lot of ways and and I think at this point you would after watching what he can do this season you would expect him to win a world championship at some point you know like everyone he needs the factors to align uh, in a way that they weren't going to this season, but he's got the the talent. The other part of that, the other side of that coin, is that there are people, drivers, who could have won world championships maybe, but they never did, or could have won more and never had. And sure, then maybe the the I think the heaviness about Leclerc is that he could, and he still might not. Mm-hmm. And it's that yeah. tension that I think is 
the real the real grit you're so right that the number of world championships earned i mean as much as sport is you know a meritocracy as much as really anything is yeah um it's still true that the the number of championships earned like is not you're not guaranteed to get what you deserve yeah. necessarily and so that for every world champion driver you could say you know whatever their number is it's like yeah but they were a little better than that or yeah but they were a little lucky to win that many so like with fernando it's like yeah he's two but he's really a little bit better even than that suggests and Raikkonen in one one but yeah that kind of you know that kind of really went well yeah. for him which is not to say he's not a great you know very good driver or something um you know, even someone with Senna won three, but he's really probably a little more legendary even than than that, you know. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying, honey. That's what okay. I'm saying. All right. Things to watch for for the rest of the season. I, I hit a, upon a couple things in the constructors, but but what else? What can we be excited to to kind of follow from here on out? All right. I don't know if this is exactly excitement, but look, this – this could be, these next couple races could be the last drives for Ricardo and Vettel. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if excite, excitement is usually connected to a kind of happiness, as that's how I imagine it. But excitement could also be, you know, a, a scary excitement. But there is an excitedness in appreciating these last moments, these last breaths of these two great drivers. We're going to have a couple new faces on the grid. It's going to shake some things up a little bit. DeVries is finally going to get his seat. Mm-hmm. Latifi's finally out, but it has the cost is Ricardo and and Vettel. Right. At this point. Gasly gets to try something new, which yeah. we're and honestly, appreciative Piastri of. gets to gets and to jump Piastri, on. He's yeah. been very quiet, you know, after this whole you know he has for sure his little dr- dramatic reveal, but it I, I'm I'm really hoping for. Some great results for Sebastian, and you know. To so you want some feel, some feel good weekends for those two. Yeah. Okay, I like Me that. Me and everyone. You and him. Yeah. Yes. Okay, looking at the driver standings, here's here's two. That still have two duels. Let's say that still have everything to play for. Checo and Leclerc are separated by a single point yeah. in second and third. Both of those drivers will want to redeem their season by finishing second. And only one of them can, obviously. And then, Russell and Sainz are separated by five points in fourth and fifth, respectively. So, obviously, they'll both, they'll both want that. I don't see Lewis, you know, well, you know, you never know. Lewis would have to have things go really well for him to kind of pull back another position um yeah so those are those are two that i think are are exciting in the in the driver's standings definitely i mean i'm also looking forward to the last two seats announced i mean are we going to see some more out of schumacher or that's going to be something yeah i mean definitely there's going to be some sort of few emotions whether he gets crashing in was it qualifying or practice? And he but, finished last, right, too. Yeah, he, things ran against his... They made a strategy call, which was a reasonable play, given where things stood, but it, it, it didn't work out. So I, I, that's not entirely on him. Um, but yeah, I, he still seems to be hanging on by a thread. I, I don't know which, which way that goes. I, 
I'm fine with them trying something else. I just don't want it to be a, like a recycle of, you know, a kind of average driver. So I'm not into the Hulkenberger Giovinazzi thing. Not that those aren't, you know, respectable drivers who deserved, you know, their shot in F1, but they both got it and just give yeah. someone new a shot Can at I ask this you a question? point. Someone with, with upside. Now that yeah. the the championship title is secured and done and dusted, if you're Red Bull and Ferrari, are you putting your full weight behind your behind Checo and Leclerc? I mean, if you're Ferrari, you can't you couldn't possibly say let the Carlos and, and Leclerc battle each other. You have to favor Leclerc. Right? I don't know, because but it's also Red Bull is gonna give Checo everything they got and they're still going to be totally happy for Max to win. They might give a little assist to help Checo into second, but it's still the, it's still the Max show over there. They want him to win races, and they don't want to piss off their championship driver who they'll be banking on next season for the three-peat, mm-hmm. you know? And it's a weird look for Ferrari with the championship decided to start making team orders at that and alienating signs so maybe in some subtle ways but overall no I don't, I don't really see that happening and let's let's let them let, let them earn it on merit even if it's at the cost of second place yeah as a fan that's what i want yeah but there's other people who make the decisions that work here yeah so my prediction is i i predict that they will not be for the most part team orders to to that effect those guys will get support but who knows? I, I could be wrong. I'm just saying that's that's my prediction. If I were Max and I knew Checo would helped me win this world championship twice. You'd let him ways, have a W or two? I would say, like, handshake, I got your back. There's got to be that in, kind of feeling between these people after their two-year history. In a, in, a, in, a, in a few moments or pockets, I could see it going that way. But it's still... Given, given, the, um, given him a toe for, for pole... Sure. Well. Yes, I could see you know, stuff doing, like that. Um, There's doing st- an undercut or a pit so you can defend, so he can get some time. Yeah. Even if you get him in the end, I mean, it's like I said, once, once or twice maybe. But there's still the record books of like races won. You know, Max is still gonna. The fire's not gonna burn as brightly, you know, as it had before he wrapped up the title. But he still wants those wins. I mean, that's such a huge ind- indicator of of. Uh, the success of your career, you know, yeah, race wins. All right, we should wrap it up. Olivia, any final thoughts? Subscribe to the podcast. Give us some five stars. Follow us on Instagram. You know what to do. That's it. Bye, guys. See you in Austin. <laughs>